Right, so in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about um, like miracles and just really good stuff, right? So get comfortable, go and get yourself a tea or a coffee or whatever you want. You might be listening to this on a walk. I've had a few people say that I'm like their daily um, thing for walking and I don't know, I've made a mess of that sentence, haven't I? So let's not bother. Um, so um, what I want to do is I want to thank you for reaching out to me because I've had quite a few people reach out to me and you've been giving me the most wonderful feedback. Um, and it's just lovely. If you do want to talk to me, um, my Instagram is at I am KTQ. Uh, or just Google me. Yep. And there you go. I'll always get back to you 1000%. But your words are so kind. And um, oh, it's just so yummy. Yeah. So, right. So I want to talk to you about miracles. I'm going to talk to you about the kidney stories. Uh, the kidney story. There's only one because I only donated one, not two. Otherwise, I'd be dead. And um, I know I've talked about this before, but I know that my my podcasts are coming in thick and fast right and I didn't realize but people are listening to them daily like yesterday you know who you are you reached out was like are you okay <laughs> like you haven't posted today so I was like oh okay yeah shit I'll get back on it so right so the kidney thing right when I was about 38 I had this really strong feeling that I should like something big is coming and I'm going to be involved in it and I have to give something. And I was thinking, what does that even mean? So with my line of work, I get messages sometimes that don't always make sense. <laughs> Sorry, I just hiccuped. And um, and then uh, I get other bits of information and then it all starts to come together like one giant thread, right? Um, well, it's like a thread that weaves through a tapestry and then creates the tapestry and then eventually I can read it and see what's going on. So that was the first feeling. And then the second feeling was just like, I just kept seeing kidney everywhere. I saw something on the TV that was a kidney thing and then I went to the supermarket and saw like kidneys on special offer, kidney beans, sorry, not kidneys, generally kidney beans. And I was thinking, why am I seeing kidney everywhere? Like, what the hell? And I was thinking, is that the thing that we have two of? And I was thinking, yeah, we have two kidneys, don't we? And one liver. So I was like, oh, I don't know what that's about. And then I just had this really strong feeling to donate my kidney. And I was thinking, oh, okay, so I think that's what the messages are. And then I was like, do you, can you actually even do that? So I rang up the hospital. And no word of a lie, the minute I rang up, it felt the right thing to do. And I said, I'm interested in donating a kidney. Can you do that while you're still alive? And the woman said, yes, in fact, it's the Rolls Royce of kidneys because you're alive and healthy. So we just transfer it from one person to another, right? There's been no time for it to decline. And I was like, put my name down. It just felt so right. The minute I made that call, the minute it lined up and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you can't stop me. So then I had to go for psychology tests because they had to make sure I hadn't got Munchausen's and just, you know, filling the time. And um, I had to have lots of blood tests and make sure that we could find, you know, the right person for it. And anyway, it went through all this long process, had to speak to people, etc., etc. And then I get a call and they said, we found a match, right? Um, can you come in for surgery? In June 2019, I believe it was. And I said, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> And I thought, what am I doing? Like, 
have I lost the plot? Because this is literally, it's not even going in on a whim. This is something that I felt, I'm doing it. And what is actually happening? So I thought, ah, oh, you know what, I'll do it. Now, what was really disappointing was a friend of mine at the time was like, oh, I'm going to go into hospital with you. I'm going to make sure that you're okay. And the night before she cancelled. And I thought, you know what, you nasty little shit. I always, I always thought she was nasty. But then I thought maybe I'm imagining things, but then no, she let me down. So that was always disappointing. And I just thought, why is it when you want to do something really kind, someone has to try and make it about them? You know, that's what that was about. But anyway, whatever, who cares? Um, but, you know, I went ahead with it and I felt like shit. Things didn't go well afterwards just because I wasn't eating and I wasn't drinking, I wasn't moving and I just felt like crap, to be honest. It's true what they say, the giver feels worse, 1,000%. But I never forget the next morning, The uh, uh, sorry, after the operation, I don't think it was morning, the whole surgical team came down and stood around my bed and clapped and I was, you know, in a lot of pain because as well my body was rejecting the painkillers and I was gutted because I really wanted that morphine I'd had morphine before because I don't have an appendix like they had to remove it and I'm thinking last time I was on that stuff I was off my tits I can't wait this time not lucky enough I'm afraid every time I had a paracetamol or anything just came back up again don't mean to be graphic but my body rejected it so you can imagine I'm lying there, fresh out of an operation. I look like a human pincushion, and um, I haven't got any pain medication. Like, I believe I could be stabbed in the face by a porcupine, and it still wouldn't even come near that. Yeah. I could probably fall from a great height, and it still wouldn't come near that pain-wise. Yeah. It was horrendous, absolutely horrendous, but it's fine. It is what it is, I guess. And um, then, uh, out of the blue, a couple of months later, I get this letter. And we're not allowed to share information that will allow us to trace each other. There's been a lot of problems in the past where people have said, well, I've given you a kidney, you've got to buy me a house. And there's things like that, right? So they've they've just drew a line under it, which I totally appreciate. And they did say that to me before anyway at the operation. So anyway, I get this letter and it's signed by this lady called Mandy. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's the person who received my kidney. And there's no guarantee that this would happen, but I think she wanted to come forward. So I said, sent another thank you. And the hospital acted as a bit of a bridge for that. And the lady described how she'd had kidney disease as a kid, but she really wanted a family. So um, her kidneys were declining. So she managed to get pregnant and have a child. But they said to her, like, please don't have another one because ultimately it will be too much on your body. And by the sounds of things, she was on last legs. Things weren't great. And she managed to have a child. Now, the reason I'm telling you this and opening up is to show you that a couple of things here. So one of them being, isn't that poetic justice? Because at 38 years old, I said to myself, because one of the questions was, 
do you want children in the future because you might not be able to have them with one kidney and it would be a massive stretch on your stress on your body we would literally have to monitor it and i had to make a decision about okay well i'm not going to be able to breathe then right and i thought to myself look i'm 38 i seem to be pretty shit at relationships i've got a lot of work to do around relationships and by the time I probably land on my feet with this, it's probably going to be too late anyway. So let me help someone else. I had a real tug of war with my heart. Like my heart really wanted to do this. So I was like, my brain says no, but my heart says yes. And I will always follow my heart. So I said, yeah, let's do it. So when I read this letter and this woman wanted a child so badly, she managed to pop one out and then her health declined. Isn't that just super gorgeous how my kidney was given to a mother who then got to spend more time and gets to spend her life now with her child that she had wanted her whole life. I, however, was not confident enough to say and I didn't want a child bad enough. I wanted to help someone more. It's okay, it's just different gradients. There's no right or wrong. That's what was right for me. I wanted to help someone more than I wanted a child at 38. You know, I'd love children and I'd love a family, but I'm 42 now, you know? Like, it, fuck it, it's just not happening, is it? Whatever, like, you know? But helping someone is, it's, I hold it a lot stronger. So I'm gonna follow my heart. That's what I was meant to do. And so when I got that letter, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad. I would have been glad that it went to anybody. But the fact that I, I saved a mother's life so that she could spend more time with her family, her sister, her husband, her child that she really wanted nearly killed me emotionally, like in the nicest possible way. Isn't that just so fateful and so wonderful and karmic and delicious, right? The second thing I want to, I'm sharing this, uh, what? <laughs> the second reason why I'm showing you, sh ah! okay, the second reason why I am sharing this with you, oh God, I have to break these words down sometimes because otherwise I just get into a mess, is because I want you to know that out of nowhere, a way will be made. There will always be a polarisation. So where you are miserable and where you are unhappy now, there will be an option for you to be happier. There will be an option for you to love again. There will be an option for you to feel life again. We need to ignite that fire within you. And the reason why that fire has gone, so your gut, yeah, that fire in your belly, the reason that's gone is because you've lost hope. And it is probably because you're in a, either in an abusive shit marriage and relationship or you've just got a bit of a shit life. But if I can promise you one thing, it's miracles happen and people make decisions every day to help people without realising. And I had a boss at the time and he said, oh, I always feel a little bit, you know, like... Um, like I'm not doing enough next to you because you've given away your kidney and I don't do anything for anybody. And I said to him, don't think like that. Just you being a good boss makes our lives, lives easier. I have 
the night before work been anxious and stressed because my bosses have been shit and horrible. But you're really nice. So you, since I have worked with you, I've never stressed over anything and I've never been anxious and you've created this gorgeous harmony. So that is enough. In fact, you're saving about five people's lives, you know, without thinking, just by creating an, a, a, um, a gorgeous ecosystem, you know, and taking that responsibility as a manager and recognizing other people's mental health and emotional health and physical health, you know. So you don't have to give away a kidney to be important and... Uh, motivational and purposeful just smile at someone open a door for someone like I went for a walk today and um, I see the same walkers and they are you know a little bit older than me they've got their little sticks and things and they're walking around and I smile to every single one of them because I think this is probably your social club you know and um, I've just got one of them faces where it's like a smiley little face anyway. And I'm two people asked me where the cafe was. So I let them know. And, you know, I've just got one of them faces where I end up chatting anyway. And, you know, just little things like that will have such a big impact. You know, and I promise you, if you sacrifice anything about yourself for the goodness of somebody else, it will be worth it. And what came back to me with that kidney thing is that the satisfaction and oh, I'm going to cry. Why? <laughs> so random. So it was the satisfaction that I almost get to be a mother through somebody else. Right. I know that sounds weird. It's like a mother by proxy, but I get to my my motherly curiosities got satisfied when I saved another mother, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't know who this kid is, you know, and I don't want to, like, there's no, like, I don't want to be your mum, thank you, you've got one. But it was the fact that a child got love through an act that I did rather than I popped one out directly. Do you see what I mean? That for me, when I heard about that and read it, oh no, I'm in bits. Um was was the thing that satisfied me the most and was just so cathartic and healing you know and whatever you're going through like you know whether you've had a bad breakup or whether you're trying to find yourself again and whether you've you know had such a loss in your life and you've lost someone that you've loved or something I'm gonna try and ignore this absolute sobbing that my eyes are doing right now I'm actually quite grateful I've got tears this time because normally I don't shred any tears. Anyway, head wobble. Like, it doesn't matter what you're going through. This world is an amazing place. And there's some absolutely, like, delicious people on it. You know? And yes, you're going to get, like, spontaneous and, you know, over-the-top people like myself who just think, fuck it, I'm just going to donate an organ that I need. Of course, you know, I'm going to do that. You know, it's in my personality to just go for things, you know. But just by smiling and just by being kind and just by being a nice friend is more than enough. You know, we can focus on all this bollocks 
till the cows come home and moan and whinge that we don't have, we don't have, we don't have. But what you're failing to ask yourself is actually, it's not about what you have, it's about who you are. You know, the world in your life has fuck all to do with what you have. Most of that is circumstance and, you know, being born into something and not born into something. And most of it is external influence anyway. It's opportunities. Like what you have is opportunities. Uh, what is opportunist? What is opportunist? You know what I'm trying to say? I'm, I can't go any further with this word. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like opportunities are not down to you it's down to someone opening a door for you so they're so random they're not even earned most of the time you know it's just it's random outward circumstances so you should never ever put your self-esteem or your love for yourself or your self-worth on the fact that you don't have because your what you don't have is down to what presents itself into your in your life right it's where you're born it's who you're born to born with married blah 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 it doesn't matter all you need to focus on is, is who you are because the world loves a kind nice person you won't get any shit you will not get any shit if you walk in grace you'll get jealousy you'll of course you'll get a little bit of negativity because like space right black holes love stars loves you know going towards the star and crushing it but as long as you hold faith and as long as you have that grace, then you become untouchable. So, yeah, you will get a bit of negativity, but you won't get the shit as in your life won't be shit for very long is what I mean. Sorry, I should have been a bit more focused on that. It's because I have tears rolling down my face and um, I don't look great. <laughs> so, yeah, and the stammer comes out and the speech impaired comes out when I'm emotional. So, yeah, I'm not doing so well right now, to be honest. But I'm not in my best era, put it that way. So, look, focus on who you are. You know, you want to manifest stuff. Stop looking at what you have and what you don't have. Focus on who you are. If you want a great life, focus on who you are. If you look around, you have shit relationships. Focus on who you are. What part of me is allowing this bollocks behaviour? You know, you're in a job you don't like. Why? Who are you? Why are you tolerating this? Stay in your lane. You know, you're better than this. You're better than this mindset. You're better than these low standards and you're better than these shitty relationships. You know, I would love to see you be so proud of yourself. You know, you don't have to go give away organs by any stretch of the imagination. But be kind, be graceful, remember who you are. I know you're having a bad day, but if you walk past someone without a home, just give them a smile. Remember who you are. You're a delicious human being who has bags of talent, you know, and, and big dreams and you've been hurt and you've been through the mill and I get that. I get that. I feel that in your energy, babes. I do. I do. But you're forgetting who you are, you know. Yeah. And we can't be having that because we need you. You need to come back home. You need to come back home to yourself. You need to come back home to your standard. You know, you've abandoned yourself. You've abandoned the little girl or the little boy that had dreams. You know? 
you've got to get them, get them back. You've got to represent yourself. You know? Don't tolerate shit. Don't feed into shit. Don't, uh, you know, get into arguments. Just be like, nah, no thanks. Nah. I just log off. If I don't like something, I just stop subscribing to it. If I don't like what someone said, I won't even read the text message, to be honest. I'll read the first few lines and think, ah, nah, we're cool. Don't pop in my vibe. You know? That's not being narcissistic. That's being protective. If you had a little version of you and you saw, like, a, a mad fucking text come through, you'll be like, oh, you don't want to read that, babes. Let me delete it. So do it for yourself. You know? Remember who you are. And miracles exist. And out of nowhere... Nowhere a way will be made, right? And there are very, very good people in this world. Every single person wants a purpose. And sometimes people behave very, very badly because they haven't got what they wanted and they're acting like a little child. But it's still they're still saying they want love and a purpose. They're just doing it the wrong way. Don't reward that behaviour. Don't reward that, right? You stick to your guns. I believe in you. I believe in everything that you say. I believe in everything that you do. And I believe in everything that you think and feel. You're right. You're onto something. So go get it. Grab the world and convert all your perceptions into great realities and start to say to yourself, my God, I'm fucking right. I know I am. Stop looking externally for validation and stop judging your current circumstances as a reason and looking at it as an excuse to punish yourself. I mean, fucking hell, we can't help that these bills come out of nowhere and we can't help that, you know, we have a life-changing event or all of a sudden we need to get divorced because that other half has turned into a complete asshole. you know? So it's like sometimes we're on top of the world and then sometimes it feels like we're at the bottom of the bloody sea. But it doesn't matter because that's not who you are. That's what you're tackling with at the moment. That's what you're trying to navigate on a physical level. But who you are is a brilliant, brilliant human being. At the heart of it, you are a brilliant human being, okay? So remember that. So on that note, I've got to go and sort my face out because I've managed to upset myself for some reason. I mean, you know, what are you doing this evening? I just thought I'd make myself cry. And... um Remember that I love you to death, all right? So come here for a big cuddle. I've got my arms out. Come on. Come, 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 come. Big squeeze. Love you. I love you, Lou. Love you loads.